Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Most people do not think twice or even once about things I find deeply humiliating. Things like writing their profession in their Instagram bio or wearing a jumpsuit. Yet I'm embarrassed every time I walk into a room because I know people will look over at me and then I'm embarrassed to leave that room because I might exit in an embarrassing fashion. Like I'll hold my neck at a strange angle and I'll look like a turtle. Excerpted from No One Asked For This by Kazzy David. Available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all of these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape. And it's all ad-free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy Award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first-ever Star Wars live action series and high school musical the musical the series a very meta take on the beloved film franchise it's no wonder disney plus has become one of the most talked about streaming services of 2019 so don't miss out sign up for disney plus now and start streaming all this great content today Stay little chico pitbull mr 305 better said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm i believe that to have success you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most people do not think twice or even once about things I find deeply humiliating. Things like writing their profession in their Instagram bio or wearing a jumpsuit. Yet I'm embarrassed every time I walk into a room because I know people will look over at me and then I'm embarrassed to leave that room because I might exit in an embarrassing fashion. Like I'll hold my neck at a strange angle and I'll look like a turtle. Excerpted from No One Asked For This by Kazzy David. Available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. We 
we've got a Black Adam poster, we've got a Black Adam release date, we've got Snyder Cut news, and Superman is still Henry Cavill? We also have some sad news for us specifically on this show because you know we love our runaways and season three will be the final season. We're going to get into all of that today on Collider Heroes. But we got a new trailer along with that. We so did. at least there was positive. At least they gave Elizabeth us like, here's Hurley. a gift on the way out. We're very sorry, but look how great it's going to go out. And joining us today on this very darkly exciting show. Ooh. How you doing today, man? Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm sad that I didn't bring you a gift. You just brought up about gifts. I'm a bad Dark guest. gifts. Uh, here's a cup. No, no. You brought oh me the God. greatest. You brought this me... is officially sanctioned by Runaway Season 4. Ah, the greatest gift of all. You're wearing the proper <laughs> Green Lantern shirt. Yes, the best of all Green Lanterns, Kyle Rayner. I I agree. It's a crowded field for a great. It's a very crowded I'm field, but one is slept on in a very specific mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and that's that, our boy Kyle Rayner. That's, that's right. That's so right. that is the gift. Thank you. I received You're it welcome. with warmth. You're welcome. Uh, this is Collider Heroes <laughs> episode 332. I'm not sure what cover I was going to reference today, but I assume it's probably in the Bacello X-Men era because that is a time I like. White Queen, I think, was on 332 and Uncanny. Anyway, that's <laughs> not the news. The news is we might. Still have Cavill as Superman. We might get the Snyder Cut, but we will definitely get Black Adam. So I want to start with Black Adam because it is the only certainty in the world. We got a poster. We got a freaking Jim Lee boss logic combo. And we got a release date. What did you guys think of the poster? I mean, it looks fabulous. I, okay, I have a giant question about this. One, I'm so excited this is happening. I'm so excited we have a release date. Poster looks cool as heck. The description that The Rock posted uh, of this character spins him as the anti-hero version that shows up in a lot of, like, late 90s DC. Uh, that, that sort of, do you think that is a, from his perspective, he's a hero thing? Or do you think they're actually doing an anti-hero thing? Is he a villain? What's this movie about, guys? <laughs> I mean, I wish he was a villain, and I also wish he had shown up in Shazam! <laughs> One of the big, one movie. of the biggest missed opportunities of the DC universe was not having The Rock as the after credit scene in Shazam. Uh, but anyways, I mean, this is a great piece of concept art. That I, uh, <laughs> I'll say that. But it looks exciting. I'm happy this movie's finally. I, I think he's going to be anti-hero. Okay. I don't think they're going to go full-on villain because a smart story move for this would be he's an anti-hero or he's learning how to be a hero, and then Shazam Two is the two of them teaming up. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're getting a, a solo Black Adam after the solo Shazam, and then Shazam Two. Is- is like reluctant Black Adam team up. Yes, I think exactly. I think Black Adam's the gonna, bigger threat, Mister Mind. Exactly. Which that, then that's why the post credit scene will retroactively work better. Yes. I think because if they'd introduced, I would have loved a, the Rock post credit scene. But if they had Mister Mind and the Rock simultaneously, it'd be like, but why is the Black Adam movie? Why don't you give Shazam two? Yeah. This allows for that like. I'm trying to figure out which side I land on and all that. And it's The Rock, so I can't see them actually letting him be a villain. He's so marketable, and he's so charming, and I he's so like The Rock. I feel like if The Rock rolls up right now and says, I want to play a villain, you say, yes, I will sign that check. Have you seen Pain and Gain? I have not. Marcus and McFeely. Yes, that Marcus and McFeely wrote the Michael Bay magnum opus, Pain and Gain, and it stars... I can't believe you call Dwayne. it a magnum opus. <laughs> it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a very villainous role. He's like a hijinksy villain, but he's like on coke doing steroids and has like green dye and robs old ladies. Like, it's a nefarious role, but unfortunately I think that the, the public persona of The Rock would cloud any actual villainous things he would do. I feel like it, would, it wouldn't yeah. really land in the way we want because he's such a public figure. Like, we don't know... Dwayne Johnson, we all know The Rock. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that can't translate. No, he's going to start the movie as a villain, and then he's going to end the movie as sort of a reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, I'll bet you a million bucks that they're going to couch him with some sort of younger character mm. who allows him to see his better side. Mm. Billy Batson-esque. Well, no, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like having the family element of Shazam in a different, that's totally yeah, place. Yeah, Spring Darla. 
Just make it Darla. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> now, I also love that this release date I didn't realize was 12-22-21, which I, I, that's the best release date of all time. It's, it's, it's a beautiful symmetry. I love mm. all the numbers there. It's great. I don't think it means uh, anything. The number of palindromes is a Scheherazade. I don't know if that's an official term, but because of 1001 Arabian Nights. Oh. Uh, and they're real fun. So, yeah. So, so uh, people were asking if the palindrome meant anything to Black Adam. To my knowledge, it doesn't, but it, it looks really great in the poster. It's just a bunch of numbers. Look, Good <laughs> numbers, though. Yeah. Real pretty just wanted to answer. Now, we also, this week, has to be noted in the world of DC, ha- there's been a, a, a flourish, a, a, an onslaught, a, a so something cavalcade. something really unexpected happened this weekend on the two-year yeah, anniversary a of the movie coming out. cade uh, 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 cavalcade. Yep. Uh, now, before we get into the Snyder Cut stuff, because that is an, a long conversation, Henry Cavill had an interview with Men's Health, a trusted source for comic book news, <laughs> where he basically said he's not done playing Superman and the cape is still in his closet. So the quote specifically was, because it's a great quote, uh, the cape is in the closet. It's still mine. It, I'm not giving up on the role. There's a lot I have to give to Superman yet, a lot of storytelling to do, a lot of real true depths to the honesty of the character I want to get into. I don't I want to reflect the comic books. That's important to me. There's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status is, you'll see. He then went on to say, describing his three roles in the DC Universe, Man of Steel, a great starting point. If I were to go back, I don't think I'd change anything. Batman v Superman, very much a Batman movie, and I think the Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie. Justice League, it didn't work. So, he wants to be Superman again. We want him to be Superman again. I think if he comes back as Superman, it will be not... I don't think the DCEU, as it stood with him in it, exists anymore. I think it'll be a one-off. I think it'll be a separate... I don't see him interacting with the rest of the DC Universe because I don't see that being what it was when he left. What do you guys think? I think if we did get to see it again, it would certainly be something different, but I honestly don't know what to think. I don't know what the future holds for any of this. The stuff we're about to talk about only (laughs) confuses me. I know that I am dying to see Wonder Woman 2. I know that I am very excited for Aquaman 2. I know that we're getting a Black Adam movie. I don't know how Superman fits into that, but I did love this statement from him just as a, like, you should want to be Superman, and I'm glad that you do. You... You are good in that part. I may not personally love the versions of Superman he got to be, which is on record, uh, but, you know, I, it's hard not to get excited when he's like, would love another crack at it. With yeah. the right team, I'd be down. Henry Cavill deserves another shot at Superman. Do I think this means he's getting another shot at Superman? No. I think this is an actor being like, please? <laughs> and, and we're all like, yes! And the, and the suits are like, no. Um, no, What? it's funny... Um, all this released the Snyder Cut stuff. All the hashtags blowing up. You see Ben Affleck tweet it. You see Gal Gadot tweet it. You see Ray Fisher tweet it. Um, to me, my weird theory about that is that is too planned. And why would Ben Affleck tweet about a movie that he has nothing to do with? Why would Gal Gadot tweet about a movie that she has nothing to do with? What do they have to gain by that except Warner Brothers publicity telling them to do it? So I think that we are going to get some version of the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. I think that is what is leading, and I think we're going to get an announcement pretty soon. But here's the thing that's going to disappoint all the release of Snyder Cut fans. It is not going to be full special effects. It's not done. No, I think what it's going to be is it's going to be the version of Justice League that we've seen before, and you may get an option to go see the alternate take or the alternate, kind of similar to what they did with the Richard Donner cut. Right. I think it's going to be, you're going to have two options to watch Justice League. The normal one, and the sort of Snyder Cut, which will just have these scenes inserted in like deleted scenes. I think that's as much as we're going to get because Warner Brothers doesn't want to spend the money. But I think there's going to be some sort of announcement because 
Why else would these big names say anything? And it's a lot of ability for HBO Max to have a giant tick in the front. Right. Like they have a, a, a giant uptick in sales. They have all the releases to Snyder mm-hmm. Cut folk that are – they've been clamoring for two years now. So sure. it's a two-year wait. It's a giant buildup. I think it's a great opportunity for the streaming service to have something unique. And if it's exclusive to the streaming service, that's a lot of guaranteed subscribers. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the reason Henry Cavill hasn't tweeted it is because he's trying to get the Man of Steel 2 on track. I, I, mean, I, I think also, Warner Brothers is like, well – just There's mm-hmm. also – something that um for all we know it could be a contract issue as as we know henry cavill has a series called the witcher coming out soon mm. and he may not be allowed to tweet about anything more to promote about a streaming mm. service that isn't the netflix show exactly. the witcher. a lot of his problems have to do with being very busy yes have you noticed this with uh, yeah him? i mean he's very talented <laughs> very talented man being too busy sometimes mustache i'm fine like i like henry cavill a lot put him in all the movies put his mustache in movies <laughs> separate separate henry cavill from his mustache put his mustache in different movies separate from henry i'm in did you see no, the aviation gin ad with ryan reynolds no. where he had he photoshopped a mustache oh. as a joke like during the ad as a Henry Cavill thing and I was like this is just Deadpool-tastic thank you Ryan I'm staying quiet on this because I have no special knowledge and it would break my heart to be mistaken for a, being a person who mm-hmm. has special knowledge on this situation because I have no idea <laughs> I had been under the impression this whole time that there was nothing that was remotely ready to show someone just because that's what's generally been reported on yeah. that's what sort of makes sense given unfortunately the tragic events in, that happened while they were trying to make that movie it you know I had been under the impression that there was nothing to show i it, so this was a big surprise to me but it's one of those like those people aren't going to do something casually so it seems plausible that something like mm-hmm. this could happen but i literally have no idea i think hbo i think hbo max i i love your theory of the timing i didn't think of the pr side of it because i i i'm still in that beautiful bubble of everything's a dream and magic oh but yeah i definitely like ben affleck did not type hashtag release no. the Snyder cut someone publicity is a hell of a thing and, and it, someone it, went retweet and they were all the next day after each yeah. other like so to me i was like oh is something coming next week like, is something coming this week or next week, like, very Apparently soon? Apparently an insider told Hollywood Reporter that nothing is on the horizon, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. There's point, a lot of insiders yeah. out there. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we definitely wanted to report on it. We know a lot of you want the Snyder Cut. We know a lot of release the Snyder Cut folk are very invested in this. And I definitely think that there is a bigger opportunity now than there's ever been. I had been someone that thought we'd never get it, but this sheer amount of content and sheer amount of publicity, it seems short-sighted for HBO not to use this beautiful, yeah. like, amount of press. I uh, think uh, even Damon Lindelof tweeted. Yeah, Damon yeah, Lindelof was one. Uh, Jeremy Irons tweeted about yeah. it. I mean, there is Wait, another. Really? Jeremy Irons tweeted about it. Yeah. There's another option that this just could be a documentary. This literally just could be a documentary about the making of Justice League. To, to which, <laughs> I don't know. That to might which, be the most satisfying option. They might just, yeah, they might just do a documentary it, but... and insert those scenes because there is still a little bit of a faux pas. If Warner Brothers makes this Snyder Cut, they're technically admitting that they made a bad version of Justice League. And I don't know if these execs are willing to do that. I don't know. It's just so. an alternate. Like, I'm not sure that releasing it would carry that exact message. It doesn't necessarily mean, like... I don't know. I think it does, because which, which version of Justice League is real now? Is it the Joss Whedon version out, or the, you well, know... Well, Dick Donner has multiple cuts. You just call it a cut. Sure. Like, the Blade Runner has, like, 82 takes. Like, you know, you have whichever Blade That's Runner... That's fair. Cut. That's but fair. this <laughs> is also... A, it's a complication that, like, we... To the extent that any of us know what happened on that, there was a family tragedy involved that sort of was like, movie must get done, this version exists. It's not exactly like the case with Donner of like everybody fought and he got fired and much Mm -hmm. later he gets to come back and make the movie he wanted to make in the first place. That narrative has a substantial difference from the one that we have behind Justice Mm -hmm. League, which to me would tend to support both versions 
potentially being like, this is how it went in version A, and this is how it goes in version B. I'm also team everything becomes an Elseworld because of the success of Joker. I also think Wonder Woman 84 would be cool if it was an Elseworld, and that's why it's set in 84, and that's mm-hmm. why we still have Steve Trevor. And I also think it'd be really cool to have an alternate universe where Justice League is the Zack Snyder cut and see the two different versions. I would love if DC just goes like, we are not trying to put everything in one box anymore. Look at all these different places because they're comics in different universes. Like, I would love yeah, that. Yeah, but they're already yeah. having the crisis. How are they going to clean that up? I mean, th- this time you don't clean it up. You let it be <laughs> chaos. Let yeah. us play. Let us have <laughs> the sandbox full of toys. These are superheroes. They can play in sandboxes. Continuity is not a thing. Ask the X-Men. So I think yeah, there's a true. lot of... And Doctor Who. <laughs> and Doctor Who. We, nerds get yeah. continuity is not part doesn't of our matter. wheelhouse. Doesn't it's matter. okay. We will argue so, about it anyway, but that doesn't mean... As much as I'm saved Daredevil, I also am now... I want to see the Snyder Cut. I think HBO Max is the opportunity to see it, and I think it'll please both fans that want the integrity of cinema and want to see both versions of the movie. My whole thing is I'm afraid of... Uh, an overwhelming amount of fandom getting uh, ahead of themselves and losing out in the integrity of the film as it is, kind of like what you're saying about the movie being done. But this allows us to have our cake and eat it too. Sure. With an HBO Max cut. I'd love to see that. So that is all of the DC stuff. Black (laughs) Adam confirmed. Henry Cavill might be coming back. Snyder Cut might actually exist. And now we've got some comics. We've got a great pull list this week. Koi, what? what's that first book Christy. that you put on the top of the pull There's list? A, right at the top. I feel like this book is going to be very... It is Deadpool number one from <laughs> Kelly Thompson and Chris Bocello. Just those four names. Thompson, Bocello, Chris. Yes. So excited. Okay, I thought Deadpool was one of the names and I got real confused. Next up, the question. The Deaths of Vic Sage, number one. You should be very excited about this book. We will tell you why. We've also got Batman White Knight Presents Vaughn Freeze, a one-shot. You could just buy this comic on its own and it's fantastic. An indie you might have missed like many of us did this year is coming to you in a collected edition. You should check out Little Bird. And the finale, the end, Absolute Carnage, number five, concludes this week and that book has been banana sandwich. I love absolute carnage, and it concludes. It's I recommend banana? buying. Wait, it's been what? It's been banana sandwich. Like, is that bananas but more? It's like a is whole bunch of bananas. Oh, I assume so. It's like bananas goes... are already great, but then you add the peanut butter and the bread, you Just make like it more bikini. attainable. Yeah, banana sandwich. <laughs> hey, if, if you're gonna go out, go out eating a banana sandwich. Man, I love that we're playing to the crowd, 45 and over. Yep, here yeah. we are. <laughs> are we are we leading? Okay, boomer. Are yes, we, we are. Yeah. That's a very boomer joke. <laughs> it was. It was. We just analyzed banana That's a sandwich. Ha-ha boomer. Ooh. <laughs> No. What have we become so quickly? One Snyder Cut episode, yep. and already we're dating ourselves. Yep. Uh, now, on a much, <laughs> much less hijinxy note, a much uh, less pleasant note, we lost two Titans this week. Amy? Uh, we got some news in the world of comics that uh, is a real bummer this week. We lost a, a titanic figure in comics journalis- journalism. Wow, I can't talk because I'm sad. Uh, because unfortunately, Tom Spurgeon passed away at a pretty young age this week. He was a fixture of online comics commentary. He was famous both for his blunt honesty and for his unfailing tendency to welcome in new voices. And those are not things that often go together. And he is going to be much, much missed. And it is worth your time to look into some remembrances. And, Corey, you want to take this next one? And we lost the, also way too young, uh, the great Tom Lyle, who was still teaching when he passed. And I love the fact that he was still teaching sequential art. Uh, the man responsible for so much 90s comic books, DC and Marvel. And specifically to me, I will selfishly say, man, the Scarlet Spider, uh, one of my favorite suits in all of comic books. The man designed uh, bulky web shooters and the sweatshirt and so much iconic iconography. The man, the man was a, a titan in comics and uh, we lost him this morning. Yeah, so uh, if you have any thoughts you want to add I mean, on the that, only Jason, thing, I know. Uh, definitely 
Tom Spurgeon has a lot of essays about comic books that are genius. Um, and I believe, did he not create the Comics Reporter? Am I right or wrong that's about that? That's his app. Yeah, that's yes. his website and yeah, his app. Yeah, so that is a legendary <laughs> site. Please go check it out. And then Tom Lyle, um, not only designing Scarlet Spider, but also Tom Lyle is responsible for helping to shepherd in Tim Drake, the third Robin, yes. because he drew the first three yeah. Robin miniseries. And that is why Tom Lyle, when I think Tim Drake Robin, I think Tom Lyle's pencils. And if you look up the pictures, you will you'll that it's already in your brain too. You just yep. don't realize it yet. And I've always loved that he had this beautiful mix. For me, Mark Bagley is one of the huge Spider-Man artists, and then Eric Larson's another one. And Tom Lyle managed to be like this perfect middle ground, so all the comics mm -hmm. felt cohesive. To me, he was the web of Spider-Man. So yeah. when you had Eric Larson on one book and Bagley on one book, for me, I always saw that like perfect medley was Tom Lyle's pencils because he had like that really kinetic energy, but also the strong lines and uh, just incredible artists. Uh, both of these titans of, of comics we lost this week. Uh, so just how, however you think of or celebrate or mourn, uh, just take a moment to appreciate these two incredible pieces of comic culture as we go into more sad news, but in a more fictional sense. Uh, well, there's no way to like, tangent in and out of just sadness. <laughs> I am just curious, Jason, is there anything from our pull list this week that jumped out at you? Oh, I, I would uh, hardly, I would easily recommend The Question mm. by uh, Jeff Lemire, who I am going to contend is the greatest working comic book writer right now. Uh, because <laughs> I think he might be the greatest working 10 writers because that guy is busy and I yep, don't know how he's he busy. does it. But all of his ideas are unique. Mm. And the fact that he went to DC and said, let me write The Question <laughs> is an interesting because the question is not generally like, I mean, I guarantee you he had his pick. He right. could have picked any DC character and he went... The question, to which I bet Jim Lee and Dan DiDio probably would have said, what? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not Superman. Cowan and Bill Sienkiewicz yes. working on this first one. Uh, it's from the Black Label line, it, as we've been shouting out. They're doing some really interesting yeah. stuff over there. Um, but Jason is definitely must read. And yeah. now, and speaking of comics, uh, timing-wise, this is a very good time for you to be here on the show. We wanted to make sure yes. we very important thing you're doing with the world of comics. Yes, I'm here representing release the Snyder. No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, takes off shirt. <laughs> like it's, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm I'm curious to see it. I'm curious to see it. Please don't at me. I won't listen or read it. Um, <laughs> No, I, let's bring some joy. Um, every year I run the Jawin Comic Drive for service members. Every single year. This is the fifth year in a row that we've done it. Jawin stands yeah! for uh, Jason William Inman. That's my name. Uh, that's because I'm a veteran as well. And one day in Iraq, I received an uh, issue of Ultimate X-Men and a care package. And it kind of reignited my love for comic books. Um, we're asking to people to donate 15,000 comic books. Not themselves singular, 15,000. But 15,000 total comic books to partner with Operation Gratitude and to send them over to the troops, the wounded veterans at hospitals, and their family members at home because one of the coolest things that Operation Gratitude does is they will send presents from the parents deployed as to their kids that have been left behind. As I, I love that. hit this glass, I apologize. <laughs> um, so it, it's a very amazing thing. If you want all the details, you can go to Comic Drive for servicemembers.com. I have a lot of stuff on my Twitter, my YouTube, everywhere like that. Um, also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, the great thing is, is that all three Collector's Paradise locations are drop-off centers. You can oh, drop cool. off your comics there, and they will match the number of comics donated. Whoa. So it doubles the amount of comics. Just to let you know, right now our current count is 34,000 donated right now. Yes. Um, That's incredible. So I want to break... 
40. And so everybody out there watching the show, please donate your comic books. I know everybody out there, you're like, well, it's too expensive. Look, a flat rate mailbox will hold 50 comic books. It costs $12. You can give $12 a joy to the service members who sacrifice their time and their lives for your joy. Do something joyful for all the nerds out there. Um, How long do they have to do this? Till November 30th. Till November 30th. And all the details, all your frequently asked questions are at comicdriveforservicemembers.com. Let's bring some love. Let's bring some joy to the troops overseas. And I'll be tweeting out the link. I'll make sure, as well as on our page, we'll hashtag Collider Heroes. It'll get out there. Yeah. We'll make sure, spread the awareness. I love the cause, man. That's really yeah, cool. yeah, it's cool. Fifth annual. Uh, this year has been the biggest year yet. Um, uh, Archie Comics has donated. Oh. Uh, Valiant Comics has donated. Um, and then DC is also preparing a donation as well. So uh, if any of you out there work for any of the other comic book companies out there, uh, uh, knock, you look bad. Get on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> knock she on, said it. Knock on your boss's door and, <laughs> and, and let's get some stuff going. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, there, there are worse things we could compete for than to try to help out with this and do a little bit of good. I well, love that you do this. Too thing. Yeah. About I mean, just to tell you a funny story, the very first year I did this, um, I reached out to Marvel Comics, and Marvel Comics, their first response was. How many did DC donate? <laughs> uh, and at the time, DC had donated 1,000 comics, which is huge, the fir- very first yeah. year of the drive-in. And uh, Marvel Comics was like, we'll donate 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's yeah. done, So comics. come on, get out there and compete, comic book companies. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. All right, up your game. You heard the numbers. Everyone yeah. watching, make it happen. I love that. Now, speaking of Marvel Comics and doing... Less great things. Runaways season three is its last year. Uh, I am a huge Runaways fan. We've kind of adopted yeah. them as our own. All of us yep. are Ryan Sands separately. They're great. Uh, <laughs> They're great. And he's great, too. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show and just rad dude. Papa yeah. Wilder is, is the dad for us. I, I, yeah. It was the first show, and I say this all the time, it was the first show I realized I was an adult because I was like, these parents are right. Those kids are getting into hijinks. <laughs> uh, so Ryan is fantastic on the show. The entire cast is incredible. It is a show that somehow has 14 leads and a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And this season looks like they upped the game even more. We got a brand new trailer, and in that trailer, they do not a shy away from the fact that their season three budget must have been crazy. Because we've got Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay. Full Liz Hurley, just Morgan Le Fay in the trailer. What'd you guys think? I mean, Runaways is one of the the hidden gems of Marvel television. It really has. It has been from the beginning. I think part of it is because their cast is so strong, yeah. and their cast is lovable on screen and off screen, as, yeah. we, as we've all learned. Um, it, look, we kind of knew this was coming with Cloak and Dagger, right? But uh, that trailer looks very exciting, and that trailer is amazing, and um, it, I hope the show goes out on a high note. Yeah, we do, we get another side of Cloak and Dagger yep. in this trailer. We get to see all of them again. I do love the sort of Runaways-esque narrative that when you read that comic, you love it as part of the wider Marvel Universe, which they never really got to do in this, but mm-hmm. you also just fall in love with those kids. Mm-hmm. And to have that experience be replicated watching this show, like Molly's Quinceañera is one of my favorite things to come mm-hmm. out of the wider like Marvel adaptation verse, and it's unique to the show, and it's wonderful. And I think they mentioned Wakanda in season two, which... They've, they've uh, which, done yes. little hints. So they were able to do like the the back page of a comic. They were able to be like, <laughs> yeah. like a little tiny little cryptic mm-hmm. note. But I think that uh, this season they'll be able to do more and more of that. I think we'll get more of like, the Kinsinger episode worked because of how we invested we were in the characters yeah. and the Wakanda thing worked because of the timing. I think mm-hmm. season three now we're even another year invested in the characters and we're more tied in. And we mentioned it on the podcast portion last week, but you and I were both very excited and surprised to turn on our Disney Plus and find the Runaways. Yep. We just talked about that We were talking well. that yeah. off the air, but we th- I, that was the one thing where I was like, oh, maybe they are getting a season four because they're on 
Disney Plus. No. No. Not, <laughs> tragically not the case, but that means if you have shelled out for it, which you should, tiny baby aliens just saying, uh, you should get caught up on that and then spend some time with the Runaways. Yeah. I think it's cool that people can do that. I hear there is an ending that does feel fitting. I hear that like they're, and they kind of knew when they were shaping the show, mm. so it's not going to be one of those things where it just ends dramatically and you wonder what's going on. So I'm glad they get closure. Runaways in the comic has often started and stopped again, so maybe... The show can follow suit. Uh, I, I really love this show. I'm excited. But we also this week, and I, I forgot because it happened like right after the show because we always get news Tuesday nights. We had a bunch of release dates come out for mm-hmm. Disney properties. So yeah. on the Disney film side, we have new release dates going through 2023, which is absolutely crazy. What do you guys think is coming? Do you think we are going to get X-Men and Fantastic Four? Do you think we're going to get more sequels announced? Do you have any ideas what those dates are for you guys? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, that's too, so many dates. Uh, I'm going to fully admit, like, I saw Koi's list before we recorded, so um, it's hard <laughs> not to put that in my head. Um, you know, I think we're only going to get one of the big properties, and by that I mean the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. I don't think they're going to do both in that amount of time because I think that, you know, they're worried. They're worried that bringing these two properties into their universe are going to be the two biggest challenges because mm-hmm. they've been, we've seen them done in other places, really bad for the Fantastic Four and really well for the X-Men. Yeah. I think it's going to be X-Men. Okay. I think we're going to see X-Men before we see the Fantastic Four. I think they're really going to hold off on the X-Men until we uh, find the right people, and I hope that's Oscar Isaac as Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I, Hashtag I, release the Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Apocalypse can't that's be his only comic movie. It can't yeah. be his only comic yeah, yeah. movie. I've been pulling that for a couple of months now, and I've been like, Oscar Isaac would be the most amazing Reed Richards. Socially I, awkward Oscar Isaac? Yeah. I, he's, I, I trust him. He can do anything, but I would be interested to watch him yep. not immediately charm a room full of people. Yep. I have been seeing Krasinski, Emily Blunt from the beginning, and now they're drawing him like John, uh, John Krasinski in the comics. There's like three comics that is just John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. I'm still that team, but the new release dates now we have officially February 8th, 2022, May 6th, 2022, which is Black Panther, July 29th, 2022, October 7th, 2022, February 17th, 2023, May 5th, 2023, July 28th, 2023, November 20, no, November 3rd, 2023, which means we are getting three comic book movies out of Marvel next year and yeah. then four per year for the next three that years. That is so many Plus movies, Disney Plus. plus so, and also, which I love, is 2021. It is Shang-Chi 1, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3, and Thor 4. So they accidentally <laughs> went in order. The fates aligned to give us movies in sequential order every quarter of that year, is which that, is absolutely crazy. Is that too much Marvel? I, I'm going to put it out there because I kind of worry that it is. We'll see. I mean, I love Marvel. I love these movies, but I worry that that's too much Marvel, guys. For a year and then three shows. And, and then three or four shows, yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, I'm excited. My theories very quickly are, since I wrote them down, and yeah, I want to share with the world. Please tell them. Uh, Deadpool 3. February 18th, 2022. I think the first unannounced movie we're going to get is Deadpool because they need to show the strength with the Fox thing. Mm-hmm. I also think Deadpool is the way to do it by not having an X-Men. I don't want to tie He's the also X-Men. the easy X-Men. Yeah, He's right the, there. He's the yeah. easy X-Men mm-hmm. without making an X-Men plus February I'm release date. I'm going to be fine with the idea that Deadpool is the first of those to make it. It'll be fine. Go on. <laughs> it's going to be on, on February what uh, 17th. I mean, I'll have a talk. Uh, so I think Deadpool 3, because it's a February release date, make it another Valentine's Day push. Very excited. Ant-Man 3 is going to be the July 29th date, I do believe. And then Blade is going to be their October 7th, 2022 Halloween, Halloween. movie. We've already seen the Marshala. They're going to want to get that moving. I kind of think you might be right, I dude. think it's right yeah. there. Yeah. So then 2023, I think Captain Marvel 2 is going to be their February release date. She did really well in the spring last mm. time. I think that character's got a lot of legs to push through 
through into the early summer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, is going to be there May 5th because kick off the summer with Guardians. Give him time to finish Suicide Squad. I think mm-hmm. X-Men will be the July 28th date. I think we're going to start to... Of 2023. So four years away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think July would be give us our X-Men summer. You start to wind down all your other trilogies. I think uh, it's also Dorian's birthday the next day. So <laughs> it's going to be for Dorian. Dorian's going to be the ripe old age of 41 in 2023. Uh, so I think X-Men are going to be the summer. And then I think November 3rd, 2023, I think is Fantastic Four. Marvel's first family gets a Christmassy release date. You think X-Men and Fantastic Four in the same year? I think we're going to start Ooh. to phase out what the Avengers we know them as now go to Disney+. And I think the movies are going to need to fade into something new. I think Fantastic Four doesn't show up till 2024. I think 2024 is Young 2024. Avengers. 2024, yeah. But then that's Phase 5. I think Young Avengers is a Disney Plus series. Ooh. Yep. I don't think they're going to get a movie. I, the obvious thing here is that 2023 is where the five years runs out of Marvel Universe time. Which so is my I'm big theory is that all the things catch up to their time. Fascinated by the, the possibilities there. Send us your guesses. We yeah. are out of time for today. <laughs> Please get your comics together and donate some of them via Operation Gratitude to the Joween Comics Drive. What's the official name? Jawin Comic Drive. Very service sorry. Members. It's all good. <laughs> I've only my known initials. you for like 100 years. Look, it's the, it's the name I've had forever, and it's branding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jawin, Jawin. It all sounds like Star Wars, which is yeah, a great Jawa, brand It's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's all um, good. Thank so you. So hunt that down. We'll, we'll tweet it out as well. We're going to get the, the word out. And until next week, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.